everybody welcome to life awakening let's talk about it i'm your hostess with mostest coach kelly tammy out here in beautiful san diego california thank you guys for showing up again this week as you can hear i got some uh road background noise tonight i uh spent the weekend up in santa monica california first time i've been up in the la santa monica area and one of my uh, old friends was in town for the weekend laura and her daughter lauren we're here and we went out to Santa Monica Pier and down to Rodeo Drive and you know just got caught up on life and seeing what, what each other was doing. We had a really good time and I really appreciate her coming out. I know she listens to my podcast so um, thank you Chica. I really appreciate uh, you coming out here. I hope you had a good time too and that uh, you'll come back out to San Diego next time versus LA and I can show you my neck of the woods. <laughs> so we're going to do some uh, car chronicles today. Uh, we were talking and we were getting caught up on life and you know last week i talked about how moms in particular we get women in particular let me let me rephrase that women in particular we get taught from a very young age you have to take care of your children put your dreams your goals whatever on the back burner you got to take care of your husband put your dreams your goals whatever on the back burner everybody else comes first before you Anything that you need, want, or desire, goals, dreams, or whatever, gets taken care of last because everybody else has to come first. And I bring that up and I brought it up several times and I feel like I really haven't hit the nail on the head with that yet. With that whole mentality right there, we as women are taught from a very young age, number one, to people please, but two, if we don't do it good enough, we are not enough. We are not enough. We're not good enough. And depending on your family circumstances when you were growing up, were you in a household where your mother and dad or your mother and father were married for 20, 30, 40 years and you know it wasn't a broken home or a single parent home, is really also going to determine how you feel about yourself, whether or not you love yourself whether or not you believe that you're enough or that you are worthy of the things it is that you say you want and need as you go out into the world. That's a really big deal, ladies. That's huge, huge. And I know I do a lot of mirror work with you guys and I really, really, really hope from the bottom of my heart that you're taking these tips and you're these these tools they're not even tips they're tools because I like I did a lot of mirror work when I was coming out of my depression and it was probably one of the most life-changing things that I ever did and even after coming out of my depression I was already in Atlanta I was already a personal trainer and we did another mirror exercise with my life coaching company and I had a hard time looking at myself in the mirror and saying I love you and that baffled me like just just pulling up my phone because I wasn't at home I was sitting at the hair salon waiting to get my hair done and I was on the the class call and the instructor said well you know if you're not at home and you don't have a mirror just use your camera on your phone like you're going to take a selfie and as soon as I turned that on to look at myself I had tears welling up in my eyes and I was like literally finding it hard to breathe and choking on the words, I love you, Tammy. Now, I have no problem saying that, but it it was odd to me with all the work that I had already done 
that I could not say the words I love you or it made me uncomfortable to look at myself and say the words I love you and I don't want that to be you like you can hear me now and I can I can say Tammy I love you I can look in the mirror I can say Tammy I love you I can say Tammy I'm proud of you I can say Tammy I forgive you like I can do all of those things because I I truly believe that I have completely healed from the inside out one thing that I will say through my growing up and I talked about this in a, in a couple of podcasts ago where and it may have been even last week where I talked about you know the only way an adult male ever showed me love was by forcing me to have sex with them so for a long time up until October into September beginning of October of 2013 I had a subconscious belief that sex was love now me and Laura were talking about all of this as we were riding around looking for uh, a parking lot to so we could go walk down on Rodeo Drive and when I said that to her, she was like, OMG. Like, it it hit her. She was like, that makes so much sense. And I was like, doesn't it, though? So it, it, we were talking about a lot of different things. And, you know, <laughs> even her daughter, Lauren, is like, we need Tammy in our back pocket walking around every day. Like, she is going straight for the jugular today. So everything we were talking about, I was really hitting home. And I just, like, I love those deep conversations with people especially somebody that hasn't seen me like I haven't seen Laura since 2010 and you know when we parted ways back in 2010 it wasn't the best of circumstances but you know we made amends uh, she she would have to I would have to go back and look at look through some messages but I want to say it was around 2015 2016 when uh, we we made amends Stay and on we both said Oop, we said our I forgive yous and I love yous and and all that all that kind of good stuff so it was interesting that she had not put two and two together for that either and so things started clicking for her about what's going on in her life and so before I jump any deeper into this let's take a break for a minute and listen to this week's sponsors and we will be right back with the car chronicle hey everybody welcome back to the show so we were talking about how women from a very young age are taught or made to believe subconsciously and honestly and I'm gonna say this out loud because this is what I truly believe I don't believe that our parents intentionally wanted us to believe or think that we were not enough I don't think at all I don't believe at all that that was ever a conscious intention by any of our parents ever I think it was just something that was handed down from generation to generation. It was the woman's role to take care of the house, take care of the kids, and we weren't allowed to have dreams and goals. It was the man's job to take care of the home, like to take care of the financial part of taking care of the home. He was supposed to go out and work. He was supposed to bring home the, the, the bacon, bring home the bread to pay the mortgage, take care of the kids, send the kids to college, buy the cars, put the food on the table. That was the man's role. Mom's role was to take care of the house, take care of the children. If they needed to go to the school, she took them to school. She did the PTA. She did all the cooking. She did all the cleaning. That was, that was her job. She was never told that her having dreams or goals or aspirations was okay. That was never 
a thought process that was put into their heads. They weren't allowed to believe that. Like, how long was it? And I'm driving, so I can't Google anything to look at it. But how long was it before women even had the right to vote? And, and I'm not getting on a on women's rights thing. I'm not doing feminism thing. I'm talking about when was the first time that women were actually celebrated for having a goal or a dream and chasing after it. Like there are so many women that still like chastise other women because they don't want to be stay-at-home moms. I never wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. That was never in my in my brain or in my my thought process of something that I aspired to do. We talk about our relationships as if we owe our mate something. We don't owe our mate nothing. And fellas, this goes for you. You don't, as, as women, you don't owe us anything. Ladies, we don't owe our men anything. It is not our job to run around behind him and clean up after him. He is a grown-ass man and he should be cleaning up after himself. Now, on the flip side of that, if you guys have an agreement, babe, look, I'm going to go out. I want you to be a stay-at-home mom. Does that work for you? Or want you to be a housewife? Does that work for you? Like, is that okay? Is there something that you, something else that you want to do? Do you have a goal? Do you have a dream? Is there, you know, do you want to be an entrepreneur? Is there a business that we can run together? Like, that's a real conversation that you need to have with your mate. Like, not just, okay, well, we're going to get married. And he says, I can stay home, so I'm going to stay home. Like, have you, have you ever stayed at home and been taken care of? Do you know what that feels like? Do you have something to do during the day? Are you okay sitting on the couch and, and just like cleaning the house? Like, how, really, how long is it going to take you to clean house? Like, is it going to take you eight hours or ten hours of the day to clean house? I venture to guess not. Unless you got like six kids. <laughs> then you're always cleaning house. That's a different story. But, like, communication with your mates from the men and the women on both sides like we have gotten so afraid to open our mouth and speak that it is retarded like it, it is just it baffles me that women number one don't know what it is that they want in a relationship or how they want the relationship to go what they're willing to accept or not in that relationship what is considered a healthy relationship to you what is considered not a healthy relationship to you? All of those things are very valid points that you need to know the answers to. And I bring this up because, you know, like I said last week, I'm, I'm, I'm out in the, in the dating realm right now. And I'm, I'm actively dating. And I, I've met a couple of guys. They're super cool. Uh, some, you know, I, and I said this last week. I know the first date whether or not we need to go out on a second date. Like generally within 15 minutes, I can tell you, oh, this is going to work out or this is not going to work out. And I am so for real serious. Usually on a first date, I will not let somebody take me on a dinner date. We can meet for coffee, for a meet and greet, or we can meet for lunch. Those are the only two options. And the reason for that is I want this, I want it to be clear with whomever it is that I'm meeting, I need to meet you and see what our energy is like together to see if I want to pursue having a real date with you. 
I don't want you spending money on me when we're just meeting. I'm perfectly fine buying my own coffee. I'm perfectly fine buying my own lunch. If you want to buy my coffee, great. If you want to buy my lunch, great. But it is not a necessity. I'm not going to be mad or angry either way it goes. But I do that on purpose. And as I've said, I date online because my schedule is super busy. And it's more convenient for me to date online. I've been dating online since dating online wasn't cool, nor was it safe. And looking back at it now, I did some really stupid shit back in the day. And I'm just very thankful that I'm alive and somebody didn't kidnap me and run me off somewhere. And when I look back at those situations, I look at it and I can see I was just desperate and, I, and I'm not exaggerating when I say I was desperate to have somebody love me. I wanted somebody to love me. I wanted somebody to save me. I wanted somebody to say, I'm going to take care of you. That failed me miserably and threw me into the darkest depression I've ever been in in my life where I, I me and a bottle of sleeping pills had a stare down. And I really wasn't sure who was going to win, it or me. And I know, listen to me talk now, you would never believe that me and depression even go in the same sentence. And I am so thankful that you cannot tell that. I beat depression without ever taking antidepressants. I never talked, I say I never went to go talk to a therapist. I did have a roommate that was a therapist, so I got free therapy. But I never went and sat on a couch and did talk therapy. My therapy was in the gym. My therapy was getting in the gym, in the racquetball room, beating the hell out of that little bitty ball and making myself angry. Lifting heavy shit and throwing it around, getting on the elliptical and going until my legs just would not move anymore. That was my happy place. That put off endorphins, that put off dopamine and it made me feel good. That's how I beat my depression. Was it easy? Nope. Did it take a while? Yes. Did I still have, after I went from 186 pounds down to 135 pounds, did I still have those thoughts and, and negative thoughts and things going through my mind? Absolutely. It, the next two years, even after I lost all that weight, was a living hell in my mind. I had to go, I had to consciously start taking a hold of my thoughts. I've said this in every freaking podcast. You are where you are because of how you think. So let's bring that back around to women believing that they're not enough. If you think you're not enough, you are going to attract men into your life that are going to continue to make you believe that you are not enough. Case in point, the last guy that I dated, the only place that I was good enough for him was in his inbox and in his bed. I could not be in his public life. I questioned all the time. Why am I not good enough to be in your public life? I even, I can go back now and pull up the text messages or the instant message conversations where I physically say, one of these days, I hope that I'll be good enough to be in your public life instead of just a dirty little secret to you. But yet I still stayed even though I said those words out loud. I'm telling you, the day that I said I've had enough, and I walked away and I said, you know what, Tammy, you are enough. This isn't about you. 
this is about him. And I had to take my power back. I had to revoke his permissions to speak into my life. I had to revoke his permissions to talk to me in any kind of way that did not feel good to me. And I'm here to tell you that you can do that same thing too. There was a meme that came up on my Facebook memories and it said, when your confidence, it it said one of two things and and both of them apply. So I'm going to say both of them. The first one that comes to mind is when your confidence starts intimidating people, you're on the right track, keep going. The other way that it comes is coming to my mind right now is when your confidence, how did I say that? When your confidence, oh, I can't remember. Your confidence is going to make, oh, damn it. Cannot remember what that said. When your confidence grows, your friends are going to change. Keep going. When your confidence grows, your friends are going to change. Keep going. Now, if you put them both together, your confidence, when it grows, is going to intimidate some people, which means your circle of friends is going to change. That means you're on the right track, so keep going. When your confidence grows, it's going to intimidate some people. Your friends are going to change. Keep going. It's not so much that your friends are going to change, it's that well, no, your friends are going to change. I'm not even sitting here and lie. So me and Laura talked about this too. We talked about, we were, talked about the people that we used to hang out with. And we were both in a very dark place back in 2000, 2008, 2009, 2007 through 2009. We were both in a very dark place. We were on a very much a destructive path. Our, our own individual paths, but they, we were on the same highway. And the people that we hung out with, and I don't want to say all of them, but there are a few of them that we used to hang out with, they're still doing the same thing that they were doing nine, 10 years ago. They're going to the same clubs, doing the same thing. Only the names and the faces of the people that they hung out with have changed. Like that's what I mean. When your confidence grows, it's going to intimidate some people. Your circle of fluent influence, your circle of friends is going to change. Please keep going. When your friends change, your life is going to change because now those people are not. So if you know anything about the law of attraction, If you listen to Abraham Hicks, she says all the time that we are vibrational beings. We are spiritual beings. So like attracts like. You can only, if you were around people that were doing things back then that you enjoyed. Like I'm going to say I enjoyed partying back then because I wanted to be numb. All of the people that I hung out with, they too liked to party because they wanted to be numb. We all wanted to disconnect from reality. None of us loved the reality that we were living. And we were all on a destructive path. It's a path of self-destruction. There are still some of those people that are still on that same path of self-destruction. Doing the same thing every freaking weekend. Both of us acknowledged, you know, we don't have anything to say. It's not that we don't have, we have anything bad to say about them. But they're just... 
you know, I, I've had people hit my inbox like, hey, you don't, you don't call anybody and hang out with anybody when you're in town. I'm like, nope, sure don't. Well, why not? You don't, you, we ain't your friends no more. And I'm like, I'm not saying that you're not my friends, but like, I'm here to visit my family. Like, I don't do the party thing anymore. I don't go to the clubs. I don't do all that drinking and I don't do drugs. You're still doing the same thing that you were doing 10 years ago. We're, we're on two different levels at this point. I'm not saying that I'm better than you. I'm just saying that I'm on a different path than you. And I choose not to go down that path anymore. It is what it is. And, you know, it's kind of pissed some folks off. And I, sorry, not sorry. I really, I, I can't, you can't make people do what you do. You can't make people want a better life for themselves. Sometimes when you're doing something positive, you're trying to inspire somebody, you're trying to motivate somebody, they're so lost in their victim, they can't hear you. They can't hear anything that you're doing. And the fact that they're still stuck in their victim and you went ahead and you started chasing your dreams and your goals and your desires, they're now blaming you for leaving them behind. Because that's what victims do. They blame everybody else for their situation and their circumstances. It's not anybody, it's not your job to save them. It's not your job to save them. It's not their job to save you. It's not anybody's job to save you. It's your job to save you. It's your job to make a decision and decide what it is that you want to do with your life and how to get there. It's not anybody else's job. So when you start getting confidence because you've, you've sat down, you've written out some goals, even if they're little goals, like I can, I can help you do a dream building exercise and we can set up what we call achievable goals. Like little bitty baby step, mini goals to get you some momentum on the positive side, to get you some excitement where there's no way that you can fail. Once we get a little bit of momentum going on those positive steps, then we do a little bit bigger goal and a little bit bigger goal. And when we hit those bigger goals, then there's gonna be some hiccups and there's gonna be some speed bumps where you know your confidence is gonna be rattled a little bit. But that's a good thing. That's where you learn. That's where you're bridging the gap and you've gotta figure out, okay, why is my confidence rattled? My confidence is rattled because I just did something that I didn't know I could do and it didn't work out exactly how I wanted it or how I thought it would work out. Well, was it that the whole thing didn't work out or was it that just part of it didn't work out? Or maybe you didn't think the whole thing through and you just need to go back and look at the whole plan and start from the beginning and say, okay, I said I was gonna do A, B, and C and I skipped C and I went straight to D so let me backtrack, let's go back to A, let's do this over and make sure that I haven't missed any steps at all and see if this works. Maybe you didn't do C because B didn't work as well as what you thought it would. Maybe it's something in B that you need to tweak. Maybe you skipped C because you didn't see the need in C and you did D and D didn't work because now you see that C needed to, C needed to happen. It's all, it's like a paint by number set. You gotta figure out what numbers go with what, what colors are gonna go where, and if you can do all of A together, or if you gotta do a little bit of A, a little bit of C, come back and hit B, because A and C are actually tied together, and B is gonna go on the back side. 
You know, they, they, there's all kinds of different scenarios. But I said all of that talking about your confidence because it's tied to your feelings of enough. It's tied to your self-worth. It's tied to you valuing who you are and what you have to offer the world. You can't set a goal or have a dream if you have no belief structure saying that you can accomplish that. You can set it. Let me rephrase that. You can set it, but if you don't have a belief structure that you can make it happen, well, guess what? It's not going to happen. You're going to sabotage yourself because your belief structure says, I can't. You say, I can't because you've got a seed that was planted when you were a child that says, you're not enough. You had a seed that was planted when you were a child that says, you have to take care of everybody else and you're not allowed to have dreams and goals until everybody else has succeeded. Then you can focus on you. And if you do, you're a bad mom. I call bullshit. I straight up, man, like freaking cut it out. So this is what I want you guys to do. I want you more than anything on the face of the planet to know and believe that you are enough. You were born enough. Number one, I want you to either, if you're not driving like I am right now, put your phone on selfie, look yourself in the mirror, and you're, look yourself in the face and say, I love you. Say your name out loud and say, I love you. Not one time, not two times, not three times, but five times. Tammy, I love you. Laura, I love you. Kim, I love you. Michelle, I love you. Teresa, I love you. Tanya, I love you. Brittany, I love you. Whatever your name is, like those are some of my best friends in the whole wide world. So that's why I said their names. I want you to start there. Second thing that I want you to do is I want you to consciously forgive your parents or whoever it was that you believe planted that subconscious thought, planted that seed when you were a child that told you you were not enough. Maybe it wasn't your parents. Maybe it was your grandmother because that's all she knew. She wasn't allowed to work. She was told to stay home and take care of the kids. So if you don't do that, then like you're a bad mom. Bullshit. The only way you're a bad mom is if you don't take care of your kids. Now I worked two jobs and took care of my kids. I know several moms that work several jobs and take care of their kids. That doesn't make you a bad mom. That makes you a mom that is doing everything she can to take care of her kids. I want you to forgive. And I'm not saying go to that person and say, hey, you made me believe as a child that I was not good enough. And because of that, da 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 No, that is not what I'm saying. I'm saying grab your journal and in your journal, start writing the people that, and I, your subconscious will like, because we're talking about this right now, it will sing really, really loud. The first people that pop into your head, you're not going to have to think about it. Whoever pops into your head first, it may be one person, it may be two people, it may be five people. Write them all down. I would leave space in between their names so that you have space to write, all right? Because I want you to write out, not just, we're gonna use John Brown, just as a, as a name. So we'll say John Brown was your dad. So, or just write down dad, 
or write down mom, whatever those look like. And say, you know what? When I was a kid, I saw this. When I was a kid, I heard you say this. I heard you say this to mom. I heard mom say this to so-and-so. I heard grandma say this to mom. I heard grandma say this to dad. I heard grandpa say this to mom. Whatever that looks like. And because of those things as a child, I had no idea what they meant. But now, because I am an adult, I now realize that those were planted as seeds and lots of water was dumped on them. And they grew and became my beliefs. And because they became my beliefs, it affected me as an adult and hindered me from growing as the woman that I wanted to grow as. It made me believe that I wasn't good enough to run a business. I wasn't good enough to work and raise my children. I wasn't good enough, whatever that looks like. I, and I'm just giving you examples of what that could look like, all right? And I want you to do that for each person, each person. Set your timer on your um, phone or on your watch or whatever. And the max amount of time that you have to do this is three minutes for each person, okay? Three minutes for each person. And in between each person, I want you to take like a 60 second or two minute break in order to stand up, take a deep breath and stand up, take a deep breath and just breathe and clear your mind before you go on to the next person. All right. Do this for each and every person. Three minutes max to write down all of the reasons that they made you believe that you were not enough, that you were not worthy, made you not value yourself. Whatever that looks like, whatever that connotation is in your head, take a minute break in between, go on to the next person. And, you know, for at least three people do this, no more than five people, because I don't want you going, I don't want you staying in that negativity for too long. Okay. So no more than five people. If all you have is one or two, great. If you have three, great. But if you got more than five, let's just do five today. All right, when you get done with that last person, I want you to take three to five minutes, get up, go get you something to drink, do some jumping jacks, get your body moving, put on some happy dance music, whatever. Now, the next thing that I want you to write down is I want you to thank them for raising you to be strong, for raising you to be the beautiful person that you are. Thank them for the values that they did teach you. Thank them for the positive beliefs that they did give you. Thank them for always being there if that's what they did for you. And I know some of us had parents that weren't there and they skipped out on us and it made us feel not loved. That could be somebody that you're writing to. I want these on separate pieces of paper. Okay, so the negative stuff on one piece of paper, positive stuff on another piece of paper. You've got to find the lessons in those negative situations that are positive. And you have to be able to appreciate those lessons and bring that forward. Bring your younger self forward and say, you know what, we may have had these beliefs. We may have had these subconscious thoughts. We may have had these things where we didn't value ourselves. It may have made us 
make choices in our mates that if we had had different a different belief structure growing up, we may not have made those choices. But you know what? I'm better for it. I have grown and I am a better woman. I am a better man. And fellas, this is for you too. Okay, there are a lot of men out there that don't feel like they are enough. They don't feel good enough. They don't feel worthy. They don't value themselves for whatever reason. Maybe their dad wasn't in their life. You know what I mean? And that could go for, for girls or guys. So I'm not, I'm not just, I'm not doing this to leave the guys out. I know the majority of my listeners are women. So when you get done writing down the lessons that you learned from those experiences, from those people, I want you to take the negative ones and I want you to, to if you have a fire pit, I want you to set those negative feelings, those negative thoughts, those negative beliefs, those negative values, those negative self-worth. I want you to set it on fire. And when you set it on fire, I want you to let it go. Like you can say a little prayer and say, you know what? This is the last time that I am ever going to consciously believe that I'm not enough, that I don't, that I won't value myself, that I will ever believe that I'm not worthy of everything that this planet, that this earth, that this universe that God's source higher power has in store for me. I am worthy of all of it. And I will learn whatever tools it is that I need to learn in order to strengthen that belief. I will take classes if I need to. I will join women's groups if I need to. I will put a rubber band around my wrist. And every time that I catch myself thinking I'm not enough, or I hear myself think that I'm not worthy, or I... uh, devalue myself when I'm talking to somebody. I'm going to pop my wrist with that rubber band. Another thing you can do is you can get a, uh, you can use the rubber band if you're not going to pop it. And every time you hear a negative thought come out of your head, come out of your mouth, move the, move the band to the other, to the other wrist and then move it again. That's a way for you to track how many times during the day, how many times are you moving that rubber band from one side to the other? That's going to tell you how many negative thoughts that you're having in your head each and every day. You can't change. I want, let me take that back. I'm not going to say that you can't change your life without consciously being aware of what your thoughts are, but it's going to be, it's going to be a long, hard, difficult road. And I, until I, and I'm speaking from personal experience, until I started consciously being aware of my thoughts And on purpose, putting out positive messages on my Facebook, talking to my friends, looking for the positive in every situation. When I wreck my car, it's like, you know what? I may have totaled my car, but I'm alive. I may not can get a new car right now, but you know what? I got Marta and I can get to and from work. I may be two and a half miles from the bus stop, but you know what? My ass is going to look fabulous because there's a whole lot of hills that I'm going to get my cardio in every day. I found the good, the gold, the positive in each of those situations because I knew where not finding those led and I wasn't willing to take the chance or take the risk of going back down that road. It wasn't worth it to me. I love you guys so, 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 so much. I want you to have the best life ever. I want you to know more than anything on the face of the planet, that you are enough. 
So after you do the mirror exercise, so like I got, I'm giving you guys a bunch of homework this week. You got to do the mirror. They, like the mirror thing, you can do that every day until it gets comfortable and you can say it with confidence. When you can say, I love you and say your name and look yourself in the eye when you say, I love you and you can do that five times and your stomach doesn't feel nauseous and you don't feel tears welling up in your eyes, that's when your confidence is going to grow. When your confidence grows, you're going to make people uncomfortable because they're going to be on a different level than you. You will have stepped up your game. You will have raised your elevation in the universe, your vibration in the universe. They are going to have to step up their game. They're not going to be able to approach you because they're not going to know how. They're like, damn, look at her. Look at him. They got so much confidence and they got this going on and that going on. And like, I'm down here doing this, that and the other. And like, I don't even know how to talk to them anymore. They're not going to know how to approach you. So all that negativity, because you worked on you will go because you work on you. All that negativity goes away. All of those negative people and situations will disappear without you having to say or do anything. It's not about pushing them away. It's about leveling yourself up so they go away on their own. That is an amazing tool that I want all of you to have. When your confidence starts intimidating people, your circle is going to change. My circle changed, man, and my life leveled up a thousand times. I live out here in beautiful San Diego, California, man. It is one of the most awesome places on earth. Like we have so much sunshine. <laughs> like, and I know we had a lot of rain this year for us, but like we rarely have days where there's a cloud in the sky. It's beautiful. I sold everything I owned and drove across country to come to a place where I knew not one person. I did not have a job. I didn't have anywhere to live. And now I've been out here 15 months and I have the most amazing life ever. My book will be out by July I have this awesome podcast with all of my awesome listeners who are the bomb.com. I have the most amazing friends out here. I've still got the most amazing friends back home. You know, I, I, life is just awesome. And it was because I decided staying where I was was not good enough anymore. You know, I have people that come to me and ask me like, I don't, I feel stuck. I don't know what to do with my life anymore. And I direct them to my podcast. Because that's what I talk about on here all the time. Or they can get life coaching. I'm open for life coaching. If you want one-on-one or you want group coaching, I'm more, more than available for, for all of that as well. But I give away so much information on here for free. These are great steps to get you started. And if you want more information, absolutely reach out to me. Hashtag Callie Tammy. You will find me. You can look on my search for Tammy Loftus on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Life Loftus. All of those things will reach me. I'm, I'm here to answer any questions it is that you guys have. I want nothing more than to see you guys be the best you that you can be. I want you to have the most amazing life. I want you to leave a legacy for your family that would make your ancestors turn over in their grave. I want you to show the people that made you feel like you were not enough how wrong they were. And the only way that you can do that is by starting 
to give yourself the love that you deserve, the love that your heart is trying to pour out to you and you shut it down and won't listen. So I love you guys to the moon and back. Thank you so much for listening to the Car Chronicles. I am just pulled up in my house, so that's why all the background noise has gone away. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed this whole entire podcast while I was driving. And um, I hope the no background noise wasn't too much. And uh, don't forget that I have the Life Awakening podcast group on Facebook. You can search for it and request to be in the group. Uh, I've only got two people in there right now, so it's a, it's a little bit of a slow start, but I would love to have each and every one of you. I want to hear your feedback from the podcast, you know, and with my podcast being on so different, so many different um, platforms, it's difficult for me to hear from you guys. I, I want to hear what you loved about it, what you didn't love about it. If you have a subject or a topic that you would like me to touch on, if you have a question you would like for me to answer, please email me at TammyLoftus777 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. You guys are amazing and I love you. And, you know, I, I do this podcast because I want to reach as many people as I can. I want to help as many people as I can. And this is just a really awesome avenue for me to be able to do that. So I hope you guys have the most amazing week ever. And don't forget about the Life Awakening podca podcast group on Facebook. My book will be coming out. It is called Dear Victim. It's time for us to break up now. We are looking for a launch date around the week of July 4th. As soon as more details become available on that, uh, I have got just, I've got less than a half a chapter left of uh, doing the edits that I received back from my proofreaders. Two weeks from today or two weeks from yesterday, I go and take the cover photo for the book and hand it over to my graphic arts designer so he can get the book cover and once that happens I can set my launch date and everything will, will start coming together. I'm super super excited for you guys to get that. Uh, the people that have gotten advanced review copies so far have absolutely loved it and getting rave reviews said that they couldn't put it down and they felt all the emotion that I put in there. When I was happy, they were happy. When I cried, they cried. And, uh, you know, that just warms my heart and that lets me know that I did the right thing by sharing my story. And I just know that it's going to help so many people. And um, yeah, it's just great. So love you guys to the moon and back. Uh, I hope you have the most amazing week ever. Again, thank you so much for showing up every week to listen to my podcast. Uh, please leave a message. If you're on the Anchor app, please leave me a message. Let me know what you thought about this podcast. I would love to share your message on my next podcast. Or as I said, you can email me at TammyLoftus777 at gmail.com. Or you can search for me on all social media platforms at Tammy Loftus. Love you guys to the moon and back. Talk to you soon. And I will see you next week. Bye-bye now.